0: Hemshchechayim Beis, Volume One, Page Sadig Dalad, Ninety Four, Chapter Fifty Three, the beginning of Discourse Fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> Shevtem v'sheitim summary of this maimor is techen as cholas of the beginning, erin sof er v'shafa. This will be chapters 53 through 56. So, we have concluded another subsection. And now begins a new subplot. In Bayes, what we've concluded is, I mean, concluded, relatively speaking. Nothing's concluded when it comes to Iambes. But we have um, the last four chapters, 49 through 52 have discussed basically faculties and desire. and nefesh, Kreyches, and Ratzin. Both within the human being, created with Salam Alakim, the divine image. So from us, we reflect back to how it is in the divine, the structure of Erpinimi, imminent energy, internalized, integrated circuits, Eris and Kalim, that work with each other, Hislapshus, All the differences that I reviewed in the last class. And Rotson, desire air makif, a transcendent energy, does not manifest within the structure in any particular distinct way. It's there, but it's beyond. And its impact is commensurate to that. It impacts in a form of command, order, it impacts in the form of not being impacted as in in uh, in return, and the different the differences that again that we've discussed, and from this we learn the difference between of and Mamala kolam, Mamala and sevul kolam. As he concluded in the last chapter, that Mamala Kalama is the way the divine manifests in each level according to that level, and all the all the implications that we find by faculties. And Moshev Klamen is that equalizer. In Aveda the difference in and Mitzvahs. Torah is has is made up of different uh, levels. There's different uh, also differences in people and the responsibility to learn Torah. Mitzvahs is an equalizer. Ratzna Elyon, Alte, you shouldn't sit and measure and weigh the Mitzvahs. Ultimate goal is the jo- the joining of Pnimia Makif. Uh, that which is ma'kiv should become a primi, which the Rebbe Rosh really discussed at the end of the last ma'amur, the, the previous ma'amur, in a recurrent theme. But you see that theme is only in the ends of the ma'amurim when he talks about the particular verse. Because in the theme exactly where we are in the actual text, not beginnings and ends, still just in the discussion of laying out the map, he's not yet talked about how they all join together. But in the... And the Mamarim you already get a sense of so-called the purpose because there is already applying it to that particular verse or mitzvah or, or concept. Tehidah mitzvah, Or like you said, Nachamu, Nachamu, or we spoke before about Mimana, Ofer Yankiv. Everywhere you find constantly the combination of the two levels working together, which explains all these Psukim. So besides the actual understanding of Ayam the, the, the beginnings and ends of all the Mamarim also give us an insight. We talked about Paraduma, we talked about Yira and last chapter, we talked about Nacham, we talked about Simba Mishpatapada. Every mimer had its own manifestation of the same concept. So that's just another interesting take on the whole thing, that these ideas are, are universal throughout Torah. Which is
1: bringing
0: the uh, <coughs> transcendent into the imminent, basically. Yeah. I mean, in, in truth, in the process of, um, of our own education and how we teach our children and so on, the same is true. Like he says in the Kutateter, you teach your children the process of education is not just conveying facts. You want to convey to them a deeper reality, ultimately about God, and ultimately about themselves. So you begin with a child, you teach something that the child gets today. Most of the rest is a makif. Tomorrow, when I say tomorrow I mean in time, that becomes internalized. Then there's a new makif. So, in truth, all growth is this way. is internal and you can relate to. Some things you still don't get. You don't get it. You get it on faith. It's, it's, it's too vague, whatever it may be. And, and the process of real growth is this never stops. Through a person's life, they're always in that place. The things they internalize, and then, now a new makif emerges. Really like climbing a mountain. You see the horizon. You climb a little higher, you see a bigger horizon. That doesn't mean you haven't climbed. Doesn't mean so. So you, there is progress here. It's not like oh, I'll never get it at all. It's not correct. The more you get, the more you see what you don't get, and the more you, that's the growth. In Avedis Hashem, this is Avin Yireh. When you integrate, you relate to it, and the rest is more you stand in awe of. Then comes the day when you did what you were in awe of now you inter- relate to, and then now you need a new high level of a, a new level of awe. So this process is necessary. Really, if you want to go back to the whole interface, you know, which we haven't talked about recently, but when you say, Atzilus is Gileah helam, or Yeshma Is Chokhma giliah helam Is it revealing something that's there already, or is it something new? That's the same thing. Atzilus, on one hand, senses closeness. Etzle Atzilus is close. Adam, Adam, you're similar to. Atzilus relates to the vision of God of this, as the spheres that we said, it's Gileah Helm, compared to the, ten hidden spheres, is Gileah Helm. But if you talk about, that God had all the potential, of infinite spheres, and even beyond, there at Silasus stands in awe. So really, a mine, and Gileah Helm, are not just two words, one, one evokes, a sense of relationship, the other evokes, a sense of awe, of mystery, mystique. And you really need both. The same is true, in human relationships. I use this always, for models, it's a beautiful model, where you have, we, two a couple that are good together, you, you talk about two elements. One needs intimacy, the closeness, the relationship. They relate to each other in a very deep way. But there's always, but there are also two distinct entities. There's a need for each person's space. One person becomes annihilated due to the other. You don't have a relationship. So how do you have like two circles and they become one like this, not the one like this, like this? That's the point. Where each remains individual, because it seems like a contradiction. If you, listen, if we're going to be one, how could we? Two, how could two be one? But that's the whole point of what tefet is, is shalom. It's harmony within diversity. And that's the thing. That on one hand there's individuality, there's a sense of mystery about the other person, and that's also part of the relationship. A healthy relationship should have an element of mystique. It shouldn't be that it's just like you know you take for granted as if it's like you're, uh, your your piece of property or something like that. There has to be that element of mystique. I know you're going to bring up your that that's, you know, so on, but that's not a stita. You know? Maybe Surah was Avram's property, but at times Hashem told him to listen to his property. So it's not like there's no seichel there. See, property is a halachic and legal matters. We're talking about a relationship. It's a relationship. Even Hashem with us, which is even more distant than a man and a woman, by Mat and it's a shutaf. It's a shutaf. God did not want just a subject. He wanted a partnership. Gave us free will. And, and, and for good or for bad, we can we we can affect God in a way. Since God has pain, Kaloni Mizdeya, when a person doesn't do what he has to do. Bottom line is relationship. So these two elements of Makif and panimi, I just gave one example of application, but there are many. And the goal, obviously, is that we have an, an element of both. But now begins a new new section that's coming to understand. <coughs> All this is about understanding Eloku's godliness. So, to understand this whole discussion, uh, should I should add one more thing. So, a the interface, is like the divine as it speaks to existence. Makif, Sevokolamin, is the divine that represents the divine. So, if you have two forces, one speaks Hebrew, one speaks English, you need a translator. The interface has to speak both Hebrew and English. Who represents the Hebrew? Who represents the divine? That's Seve of Kalam Who represents, so to speak, existence? That's Mamala Kalam. Now, Seve of Mamala, Vayuhu Elakim. Those two are one. But that's how the, the 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 interface takes place. So you have two entities that initially are apart and, very, and, and actually antithetical. A material mundane world, a yesh, and a spiritual divine reality that's a completely different one. And then God manifests two types of energies. One that will speak tell you about me and one that's going to give you life and tell you, and help you understand yourself. And you climb the ladder first through Mamala into save all the way into the Etzah. So now he's going to start discussing what is this thing called Gilimina Etzah. We've established that Ratsan desire and Oyer there's a thing called Gilimina Etzah as opposed to Mamala klama, which had a get a purpose. The sun's purpose is to radiate this earth. A color of an object's purpose is just it has no purpose. It's just reflection of the, of the object itself. So there's that concept that something is revealing what the divine is like. That's all, that's all it does. And then there's, then there's the, the artist, as he envisions the piece of art. So that's the energy, the mole and the energy, the S spheres, the 10 hidden spheres. that's the energy that is going to create and define existence. And then there's the energy, as I said, which reflects the divine. What is that energy? And that's what we're going to be discussing now. She's so going to go into a whole discussion. What is Erein Saf? So so it begins on page S- Sadiq Dalet, 94, Maimur Shaftim Tofresh Ayim Bez, 2012. It was deep in the summer of Abavich when this Maimur was said, so, Shayft and Vishaytrim Titlecha B'chol Sharecha, you shall appoint in all your gates judges and law enforcers, police if you wish. Mishtarah. You know, we talked yesterday about Vishayft and Vishayft and as Shiva Shavtai'ch and Yitzayach, just to make reference. Vishavtu Asa'am Mishpat Sadak, and they should judge. And uh, the nation mishpat tzaddik, a, a a a a just rule, mishpat tzaddik, meaning an a, uh, an honest and righteous law and order basically. So this is the mitzvah we we have about establishing law and order, the process. Shaitim are the judges, shaitim are the enforcers, the deterrent. You know, so you could judge you could have a judgment; someone has to be able to. Implement and force. The e- also, it's also one of the
1: right?
0: Yeah, is it, is it derived from Shevhtim V'Shetim? York,
1: yeah.
0: yeah, but it's I think Yeah, I think they talk about it, but um, I don't think it's derived from here. It's definitely derived listen, there's other Psukim that refer about Tzadik Tzadik or other, you know. Yeah, I don't think it's from here. It's
1: uh,
0: probably not. Okay. Yeah. But shadecha could also mean not necessarily Jewish shadecha. Shadecha could mean your, your, your mm-hmm. municipalities. Yeah, right, right. The Isa by Medrash Rabba, and it says in Medrash Rabba, Mosul Melashahele Bonim Harbit. An example for a king who had many sons. And he loved the youngest one more than all. He had a uh, field, an orchard. Right, Pardis is an orchard, not Sod is a field. And the king loved this orchard more than everything else, all of others' possessions. Omar Hamelach," said the king, I will give the, 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 the property that I love so much to the one I love so much. Meaning to his youngest son. That's the Moshe. The same thing Hashem says. Ani aveh lisrael mikolam. I love Israel more than all nations. Shebarashis, all nations that I created. Shenemer kina shel aveh Cuz Israel is my child that I love that I have that is beloved. U'm'koma shebarash ani aveh sam mishpat. And from everything I have created, I love uh, justice. Justice. Shenemer kani Hashem aveh mishpat. There we go, a that says, because I, God, love justice. I will give justice, the thing I love, so much, to the one I love. And that's what the postage says, like a matana, so to speak. I give it to you. I'm giving you, the one I love, the thing I love most, which is the concept of mishpat. That's through the process of sheftim v'shetim. In the merit of this justice, meaning the justice you uh, you, you perform, I will rest, I will dwell, my my presence within you. Who With is that that Okay. So Anyway, VeYigbah Hashem tzvuk is be mishpat that a God, I guess, elevated VeYigbah Hashem, or God is uh, more than that. He's he maybe he's proud of VeYigbah could be he's like he's he's like uh, almost like boasting. VeYigvah tzvuk is be mishpat with judgment. Hakelatay Hakadosh, the Holy God, Mikdash, Mitzvaka. He sanctified through charity. VeYigvah means God is like. I don't say exalted, it means elevated. Bottom line is, it's a, uh, it's a type of like elevation. And the merit of judgment. And merit of justice. I'll redeem you in a complete redemption protect justice and perform charity because my redemption my salvation is close to come and the parents of this Indian is what apparently this is the cotton. that that which the father loves the child the youngest but not the other one, right? Okay. Uh, it's also right? Of which part? Of when? Okay. It's in the Shiveh de Okay.
1: Anyway,
0: so from it says from, the, from what he says in the Marshall that the father loves the cotton, which you know, why is that relevant here? He loves one of the sons. Who cares what he's doing? The he says it's Mashma. He loves him because he's cotton, because he's the young one. The That's why he brings the Pesuk Kenayisol Vavei as a child. The Mash Mashaavi LeFisher Hunar. In other words, it's not incidental that he has to be a child; it's because he's a child. Oh, the Clovisin Avi Yisrael hadi Nemral Zekam Pshukim. Because the general love to Israel, uh, we have many different verses that are said about this. I love you, says God. Another pasuk, I love Jacob. The fact that here in the Medrash brings this pasuk of all the verses, is because it fits to the muscle of cotton, Because it's a child, because it's young. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we have to understand what is this the virtue, the quality of a young, of the young, a cotton, a small one, a child. Isn't an adult more precious, more valuable? And also we, have to, we also, we have to also understand what's the connection of this that it's a child to the, to the, to the idea of mishpat, of justice. In other words, if you think about it, what, what kind of, what's the moshla here exactly? Why is it so important to focus on that this is my child that I love, and that's why I'm giving him justice? Connection, in other words, of justice to the child, he wants to Rebbe Rashab asks. What's also this union that in the merit of justice I will dwell among you? I will not my dwell you? And the merit of justice? You'll be redeemed in a complete redemption. In other words, the Medras says it, but what's the deeper connection? Connection. With the resting of the Shekhinah, so we know we know that God loves justice. Really, it comes down to what does it mean He loves justice? Obviously, because when He loves it and you do it, then I pair with it among you, I rest among you, and two, I bring the redemption. Also, what is the means the meaning of the words and judge the nation a righteous justice, a a. Uh, No, it was not corrupt. calls that Yeshla To understand all this, we have to preface. Parallel, that which we discussed earlier. is the kala So here's the Rebbe Rashi's summary in his own words: the difference between desire and all the faculties. The All the faculties are distinct, or you could say They have separate. They have their own particular. I would not say separate. Their own particular metzius. <laughs> so when you say seichel, intelligence, yes. It's a faculty of the soul. But you can't say seichel equals soul. Like we said, we said earlier about mamalaklam. You could say who kemish Who tough is... The soul manifests through the seichel, obviously. Like he said, it's nefesh ha-maskelis. But you cannot say seichel is the definition of, of the soul. Because there's also other faculties. That means that they're a distinct identity of their in, within themselves. Whereas desire is not a metziyah's la'atzme. It does not have that type of distinct entity, identity. Outside of this, the, the etzim of the soul. Because it's only the inclination, the leaning of, the transmission of, the expression of. The soul and on its own it's nothingness it's shapeless it's meaning it's it's um, substanceless like let's say he brings the example before I, I, I think this example just works well the color of an object he has the color what are you, what are you I'm just the color of an object the reason for this is because all the faculties, because, being that they're faculties, give an So that's what a faculty means; it's an instrument. They're instruments, and the rotsun is expressing the soul's interest. and that's why the rotsun doesn't have fundamentally does not have distinctions, levels, the division. And as it radiates within the organs and the faculties, it doesn't manifest in them. In when man- we said manifest means it's a relationship. It's considerate, it considers where it's going, the, the the place where it rests speaks back to it. There's a back and forth. They affect each other. It doesn't manifest. Not in and not in any type of structure. Uh, any type of division separation because it's, it transmits everywhere equally and its transmission and its transmission is that its etzim is transmitted and it affects and impacts everywhere equally so you see he summed up he didn't say all the all the distinctions he mentioned basically here he essentially spoke about that's of course a key is it a, a, a distinct identity whereas Rotson is not second thing he said here these are instruments this is just gili from the Etsum. then there's no there's no there's no division and there's no slapsus and it's etsem transmits and affects them in every place equally because if you really this is essentially the main components if you want all the ingredients we spoke around 12 different differences which we'll create a chart for so we'll have it easier but also i believe that this summing up Helps us then go back now to Shev and To what he's going to say now Which is a whole new subject What is Eir? As we'll see All these elements They just summed up in Ratzin We'll find now in Eir So he's now going to go into this Now he's moving to Lamaila, Because we primarily Even though at the end of the last chapter He spoke a little about Shev And how it's Lamaila, And here and there He went to Lamaila a few places you know what a Rutzen is. But generally speaking, the focus was more on the example, on the faculties, on the desire. So now he's moving, we're moving up, my friends. Lamailo. You ready to go up? Doctor? You ready to go up? You ready for the ride? Yes, go. So, to understand the example, this is all the matter. We have to first understand what is Eid Ainsaf. Saf ah. I got a lump in my stomach. Eid As if till now we were uh, some breezy ride. Okay, now Eid The India do it, because In is an expression. Eid Saf is an expression. It begins in the Zayhar, and then, of course, in the uh, Kisfi the divine infinite light. So, how many of us think we know what Aryan suffers? They they told us much about it. We learn about it. So, let's see what the Rebbe has to say. Dini Yedua. So, really, if you think about it, till chapter fifty-three, he got away without speaking about alien Sof yet. I mean, he obviously did speak about it. So, he spoke about esses for and that which is higher. And he's going to go back to that, but clearly, he wants to now go directly, not incidentally. Now he's going to talk head on. What is Eir Ein Sof? Tini because it's known now it's known. The Eir Ein Sof Ain Hakavona Eir Shela Ein Sof Kim Sha Eiru Ein Sof. The intention is not that it's Eir of Ein Sof because you could touch Eir Ein It's like Eir Hashemish, the light of the sun. It's not the sun. You could say Eir Ein that the light itself, the energy itself, is not Ein Sof. You could say it's only er shela ein sof. He says no kiim shair who ein sof. It means air ein sof. That the air itself is ein sof. Ein sof literally means no end. She'im neimer er shela ein sof had ein sof kol Because if you say that is the energy of the ein sof, then you then you're saying the ein sof goes on atmos. Vaatmos ein l'chanis, like like b'shem ein sof kiim b'shem le'tchila. If you're talking about Atmos, you don't identify him, you wouldn't call him, you wouldn't describe him. The name Ein Sof, you describe him with a much better name. He has no beginning. Not only has no end. Shazem Maile Sof, because that's a a, a a greater advantage, a more superior quality, virtue, than name Sof. The kol Ein Ein Because anything that has no beginning, Automatically, inevitably has no end. That's Musi's barakcha. And that's is Baruch. Now we're talking about Atmuse. Something that
1: has, has no end.
0: One second, let me but let me let it? me finish. Of course. That's is Baruch. and in the essence. Because Mitsu Matsmusai, his existence comes from within himself, no cause. So therefore he has no beginning, meaning that nothing caused it. Therefore, He's endless. You can have, as we shall speak about air, you can have a pole that's infinitely tall. It casts a shadow that's infinitely long. But the shadow has a beginning, it's the pole. Now, pole is not a good example, because the pole also has a beginning, but just hypothetically, relatively. So, one thing, air can come from Ein Sof, and has the properties of it. But you can't call in an Etkhila. Because energy and light at the end of the day is that there's a source that's radiating that light. As we shall discuss, that Atzmus has an energy that is Ein Sof. That's what the point here is. So if you want to really describe Atzmus, a much better description, more apt, more accurate description is Ein Meaning, he's Mutusim Atzimusei. He has no source. Because really, what, why, why should something not have an end or a beginning? Very simple. Because it's not self-made. As soon as I create something, that means I put it there. So it has a beginning, and therefore also has an end. In most cases. Because we can't create something ain't sof. So if you want to really describe something, you have to think about its beginning. You don't think about its end. Where did it start from? So, It has no start, and it's an, of course it has no end. It has a start, most likely has an end. So like when human beings plan something, so we plan something with parameters. This is the... We're now launching something, and then there's going to be a point where it's where it's over. The project is over. The deadline has been hit. we come to the end of it. We say that something with no time and space. If
1: you say it like that, then if you say no end, it would imply no beginning, because it's out of the realm of that type of talk. You know, you know, well,
0: beginning of- means source. It doesn't matter whether it's a beginning of time and space, no time and space. As soon as you say something has a source, it means it has a beginning. And
1: it's that's bound by time if, and space. If, no, no. No,
0: let's say no time and space outside of time and space there's a thing that's a source if you talk purely on qualitative level you can have one thing that causes the other it makes no difference yet. anyway this is a big discussion about kadmahedah. This is I don't know if you've ever learned this subject this, this has pages we're going to discuss it all because God desires Er so there's a thing called Kadme so, as soon as something has a source for all practical purposes it's called beginning the fact that it's always been there is because God wanted it to be there so it's out of that type of time but source implies beginning. Exactly. But source implies beginning. Exactly. Listen to what I just said. Source means it has a beginning. It has a place to come from. Time is irrelevant here. Time is very... Time is just purely on a physical plane of how we think. The point here is not time. The point is source. Does something have a source that's causing it to be? Well, we're going to discuss this much more. This is... Uh, this, this is
1: are saying. This is pages time, now. But be, but yet be time, No time in the- Somebody have a source and still not being the time.
0: Makes no difference. As but soon as it has a source, a it means beginning. Source means beginning. Just practically speaking. This is not about time. Source means beginning. It has something with that... That that. that
1: you're
0: huh? If you're talking out of time, you're talking conceptual. Once you're conceptual, there's conceptual time. Conceptual time is source. Chachma... And Bina may have come exactly the same time, but Bina is a result of Chochmah, not the other way around. Okay. Anyway, we're going to discuss this more at length. Let's see what it says inside. So therefore, he's concluding from this that you can't say, Eishel sof because if you're saying shall then you're saying that God, you're defining Eintsof. Then it really would be, you should define Atmos as Eintchila. Therefore, But when something you say, something doesn't have an end, it does not compel us to say it has no beginning. That even though it has no conclusion, no end, nevertheless it has a beginning. And I'm going to explain two ways that you can say this. So bottom line is, if you're really describing Atzmos in the most direct way, you'd say "en tchila," not "en because "en does not mean that it doesn't have a beginning. he's going to explain two ways. I'm sorry. V'zebe echeh and this is one of two ways that you can explain this. Either you can say that this an entity that has no end but has a beginning. Is the level that something is revealed from the essence? Shahu kamoya etzem. It's similar to the source in essence, kamoya etzem, and that's why it has no end. It has no this, the, the, the end like the essence, But it has a beginning, levad because it's only a revelation of the etzem. So that's where that's its beginning, the etzem, the source where it comes from is its beginning that's one way to, to interpret it even a thing that is not at all a revelation of the source of this of the source it could also not have an end why how because that's the desire of God that's what God wants that this thing should have no end like it says in the Book called Pella Hariman is a Kabbalistic work from the Rame Mepane. He was an Italian Kabbalist, and he wrote a commentary on the Book of the Pardis of Ramak. And it's called Hariman It's written in She's quoting now from Pella Hariman of course, is a means the 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 what is it called? The layers the, the the membrane of the pomegranate. Pel- Pelach. Pelach. Hmm. So here's what he says. Chol kadmin Every kadmin. Kadmin means something that has no beginning. Kadmin means something that has always been there. Chol kadmin is nitschhi. Everything that has no beginning is nitschhi, is forever. The kol kadmin. But not everything that's forever, that's eternal, is has, uh, is, is, uh, is, has, has no beginning. That's what he says. because <laughs> there are many of the of the things that are in existence. <laughs> that are eternal, because that's what the God desires. shum and not one of them, you can say, is has no beginning. They all have beginning. So that's the rule, he says.
1: Can you say that? But if God decided that the things that He wanted Nitzsche not to be Nitzsche, they were never Nitzsche.
0: Right, listen, why don't we learn this? He's going to discuss this. Is look, look, let me look how many pages. We will discuss this. It's
1: all there. It's all there. Now, it? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, kmoi betzvor myla, kmoi shetzvor myla literally means army. So there's an expression, we use the army above and the army below. The army above means the celestial bodies. The celestial bodies are Tzvo And Tzvo means the creatures below on earth. So the expression goes like this, let me explain. Tzvo Meila Kajom Beish. The sun from a Torah point of view, once God planted it, is has an eternity to it until whenever. Chazakim Kiyemi bottom is expression. It's strongly like the day we created. And it's uh, forever. And it's beish. It's not because the son is going to have children that will have children that will have children. So it says, when you say beish, it means the individual entity is enduring and lasts. Then we say, meaning the creatures on earth, are also enduring. Generations upon generations, but it's b- min. It means in, um, in, their, uh, in their their species, uh, um, endures. We came to 770, they would tell us that all Bakrim are K'yom except for... Um, Who is it? Mendelbaum and uh, someone else. And Be'ish. <laughs> the new
1: bria. <laughs>
0: so it's an example of keiym and kasherat. Okay. <laughs> so there are <asking> the some... But men you know continues <laughs> Um. Anyway. So what he's saying here? Okay. So we have here a type of enduring element because the desire of God, why God wants it to endure. Like it says, "Merev Einim VeAmitz Keach Ish LeNedar." How do we translate that? "Merev Einim VeAmitz Keach Ish VeAmitz Keach Ish LeNedar." It means from the ray, from the intense um, seed, I guess. VeAmitz Keach, and the power of, of Amitz, and the intensity. And uh, um, it's the, the the fortitude of this power, ishle Nadr. no man shall be missing. I have to look it up in the original verse, but this pasuk is used for to, so, huh? Yeah,
1: continue.
0: No, I know it's used in a, you can use it in a sexual sense, but, uh, context, huh?
1: It's used in a negative context. We we actually take it. Uh...
0: Okay, so this is, but, but fine, but what you have here is that there's an intensity. That causes something to endure, basically. Ishlein Nadar. How is it used in a negative context? Because
1: the people
0: want to get together for, uh, for Abedizorah, for Tanakh. We always say Ishlein Nadar, we always say like, uh, we right, it, right, right, right. You know, but what's the type, Merev Einim, Ometzkayach? From the power of. Einim is from the word, Is not. it's not from the word, um, not uh, like. I thought, I thought it has a context that is about the. Yeah. It's not that. Yes, yeah, it's 80 days with an It's the
1: same
0: thing. Yeah, the beginning of the seed. That's what I'm saying. The first
1: threat,
0: it? That's what I remember. it Revain means the strength first of. Strength, yeah. yeah, the first from the intensity. Okay. Well, look, you have to look. look it's possible you have to look up a medrash to see how it's interpreted. I can't find somewhere. Anyway, bottom line is that we have now established two ways that you can interpret something as ein Saf. has no end, but it has a beginning. One is that it's a reflection of the divine, since the divine has no end, so the reflection also has no end, but it has a beginning. It has a source, or that that fundamentally it's not a reflection of the divine, but God wants it to be enduring. And we can say that were not for the sin of eating from the tree of knowledge, also the creatures on earth would have endured individually, not as a species. That's the it thing that we would live forever. That's why it says that, that they if they had not eaten, they would live forever. What it says, Yeah, this is, a, this is like a question. Yeah, it's a question. And they doesn't
1: say,
0: What's the question? No, so we see that, uh, <coughs> What's the question? I don't get it. Yeah, in other words, it's, it's, contingent, upon the, it's contingent upon the head. Right, so that means before good. Before the
1: Chet,
0: they would have lived without this.
1: After the khay- they had to eat from the tree the tree of life, that's Shabbat. No, no. no. It, we're saying that if you, ate, if you eat from the tree of life, then you'll live forever. So it was contingent upon eating from the tree of life. So what's the question here? That's- Before he said that it wasn't contingent upon that. It was like a person, when a concreated man, he would live forever. I thought he do if he ate from the tree of life. Right. But the Pasik tells us that if you eat from the tree of life, not the Etzadas, khay- right. then you will live forever. So, then, so it's, like, it's like a question... Okay,
0: well, hold, on, hold yeah, on a second. Really if really if I recall, the Pesach says the following. Do not eat... Eat, eat from the Yitzchayim, don't eat from the Yitzhadas. Right. Should you eat from the Yitzhadas, you will not live forever.
1: Okay. So it says... So, in other words, there was a
0: forbidden. just am just refreshing. So, so they, there was a forbidden. They could not eat from the Eitzach Chaim once they ate from the Eitzach Das? Right. They didn't
1: have to eat from Eitzach Haim. Yeah. No, but but after, it, after it, they ate that. from Eitzach Das, God said, ah, Adam, now if you can get eat out of the Eitzach Haim, then you'll live forever. Yes, yeah, so they get out. That's so why he banished them from Gan out. Right. That's what he just said.
0: Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine, fine. Anyway, so he's saying, bottom line is that were not for the chen they would have lived forever. And
1: itzkin was canceled. <laughs> so, so it's a question because we said that the way God created the world was that he would live forever anyway.
0: What time is it now?
1: It's uh, uh, nine thirty.
0: What it says, and now, should you extend your arm and eat and take from the tree of life and live forever, that's talking about after the Chet. So in other words, correct. There's like two stages here. Had they been in Gan Eden and not had from Metzah even without eating from Metzah they would have lived forever. because they would have been they would have been created they would have stayed the way they were created they wouldn't have damaged themselves now the only way to live forever would be to eat from the tree of knowledge but that's a question itself <speaking> nevertheless had they eaten from the tree of life they would have lived forever <speaking> but because now they've gotten mixed they, within them there's mixed good and evil <speaking> God did not want them to no longer live forever. Because that would also give it, 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 endurance and eternity also to the Ra within them. Had they not eaten from the tree of knowledge, they wouldn't have mixed in any Ra. Live forever. Now, God did not want them. But I have a question. I thought it was, you could say the other way, Pshat. Once they mixed heavy Ra, they can't live forever. Not whether God wants It doesn't want them. Even if they ate from the tree of knowledge, how could they live forever?
1: Not the damage of a kind.
0: No, no, but... but, but no. I know that. I extend this two trees. We, no, no. That basic. Side, yeah. No, no, no. You didn't hear what I asked. I'm, I'm saying it's not about God's desire. Once you mix tev and da inside you, you, you inevitably you don't need any. Even if you stay, even if you eat from the tree of life, it's not going to help you anymore, because the da within you doesn't let. He here is making it almost as if they that even had they eaten from the tree, they could trick themselves and live forever. No. I'm 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 asking a question. The you could answer no. The re- the reason they don't any longer can live forever is because they've damaged themselves. It's not because God doesn't want anymore. They can't. Once you have ra, you're like you're ready. It's like once you've gotten the virus, now you're going to die at some point. So you
1: have the, but but, you have the antidote to the
0: virus, which is it's a tzaddikin. Is that an, antidote shuvah? You can't just by eating a tree just eating. you yeah, no, 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 no. What, what does that mean? That, and I'm, I'm asking a question. I would say that if you're pure a God's creation, like the sun and the moon, and you did not defy God's will, so fine, so now you continue to live forever. That's inevitable. You don't need the Eitzchakim for that. So your answer, so, you don't, right? You don't need Eitzchakim for that. Now that you are so-called contaminated, it doesn't work anymore. You're, so, you're, so, so what does the Eitzchakim mean? So you tell me Eitzchakim maybe is like an antidote. Maybe it's like a cure. So, so, first of all, why did God create it if he doesn't want them to eat from it? Why not have the cure? Not the Rebbe. Let them cure they let them. So he's saying because, because he doesn't want to give Rakim Leilam. Yeah. So that's what's ba- about bothering me. It seems to me that you could, I'm just asking a question as an aside. It seems to me you could have a whole different take on it. That had they eat, not eaten from the tree of knowledge, they would have been pure, live forever. Fine. And then eat, it, it's time kind of, for other purposes, Whatever. Now that they didn't, now that they they basically punctured themselves, they now have contracted illness, so to speak, spiritually, they will die. That's preposterous if you read, before you read about this verse, Chai, chai le'elam from Etzachai, that's how you would touch I'm just, uh, at, it, it looks like it's Okay, fine, I understand that it says it. No, the
1: question is not...
0: And clearly God doesn't want them. That's why, in other words, like you said, if they ate, it would work. I'm wondering how it could work. It's like, what do you mean? You're already now damaged good, so to speak. You're no longer ate for shemaim. You're now, you become mortal. you become human. And just by taking a tree and start eating from it, you can fix that? Anyway, that was my, maybe it is, maybe it is like a healing thing. Anyway. Fine. It would
1: be worse. It would
0: make things worse. The
1: question
0: is. No, I understand that, but the question is why? 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 In, in,
1: in.
0: The reason that you don't live forever is because you're no longer aligned with the divine. Think of it like this. You're a channel of divine energy. There's no reason the energy should stop. Simple as that. But as soon as you stop that flow, you disconnected yourself, you no longer have God's energy. So you can't live forever. That's the simplest interpretation of what happened by Etzah Now we're saying, no. They they, they a trick. If they stay in Gan Eden, they eat from Itza Chaim, they can still live forever. But, but then Ra will prevail, and God doesn't want that. I'm just trying to understand that second half of the scenario. That's all I'm really asking. That's it. He says it. He says it clearly. So I'm not arguing with what he says. I'm trying to understand why that would be the case. Cheder would be the other way. It's like is really why we need I know Baruch Nis. is like primis ha So it's like so-called that later in life you can go back and eat it and live forever, but you can start tasting from it and rebuild your life. Eitz Haim is really a form of, 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 I don't want to say chuva. But it's a form of re-embracing God. But now, you know, but here it seems almost like a trick. That if you eat, you know, either you do tshuva and you fix the line of energy, or eating from a tree shouldn't be the solution. And if they're eating from the tree is really tshuva, then why shouldn't they go? Then, but then they're fixing the ra. I'm just trying to understand this thing of how could you eat from a tree, have the ra inside of you, and, and live forever. Living forever is a result of Kedusha. It's not just...
1: Well, maybe that would expel the ra from them.
0: So that's good. So then, but then the Gra wouldn't. Uh, that's. But he says no. God says, I'm, I, yeah, yeah. I "Listen, it needs explanation. I, I, I'm going to look into it. I just like what does that mean?" So so other let them eat from the Chaim, let them do tshuva, let them work on themselves, let them expel the ra, and The Ra won't last forever. And, uh, it's something going on here. The a Chaim. The point. The bottom line is relevant to our discussion. It's clear. The bottom line is that had they not eaten, it would have lived forever. Now God could not. Let them stay there, because if they would eat, they would endure, also the Ra would endure. It says clear that. I'm just trying to understand the Havon of it. Now don't get, you know, I know what it says here. He says in the bottom, obviously, that's a correction. That without the Chet, the Tzvamata, the armies below, meaning the creatures below, would have prevailed, would have endured, also individually, not just species. Now he's explaining. And the way that the heavenly celestial bodies are endure individually is like, like a thing that is Nitzchi Be'etzin. When you look at them, you don't see as if somebody, he's going to explain, like if somebody's keeping them in motion, you look at them, they have, they, they have an enduring power. It's, in other words, has been they've they've been infused with that type of power. And it's known and he's gonna discuss now what you asked, that there's a difference between something that when you when you keep uh, you can, is when you sustain something that is fundamentally a dying element, something that is eroding. Dovrhanifsid means something that's eroding, something that is naturally um deteriorating. Lakim de Dovanitsky, to something to sustaining something that is a uh, as, as, in, as as enduring or, 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 or eternal qualities. The Dovvra Nifsid in a Gan Bisha who say this. Dovram Nifsid meaning something that is fundamentally dying, or something that's fundamentally uh, subject to aging, to erosion, to deterioration, and so on, even even when it's being sustained, even when it's alive, when it's it's kicking, who this? It's fundamentally already in a state of deterioration. So even if you look at someone, you see they're at full strength. Meaning that it's consistently deteriorating, consistently eroding. Like it says in Bakhay, the Rebbe writes in a footnote. It doesn't say specifically these words in the Baha'i, but the Rebbe writes in Tzadik Dal, he writes, I think it's of somewhere in Chumash, where he cites a B'chai. What does it mean? That a child, from the moment it's born, from the hour it's born, it begins to dry up, it begins to, do, to to age. Yeah, I know, it's very depressing. <laughs> but you don't develop wrinkles till many years later. But remember, if you don't have those years, you're not going to develop wrinkles. So the Rebbe says in HaOra, in Tariq Dal, that there's no b'chai that says, Mam, is this? I think, uh, you know, I think. this know, that's not a d'over. That's a d'over shnifsat. So if you look at somebody and they seem all-powerful, don't be deceived. They're just, it's just a matter of time. And meaning that even right now, they're also in that process. So all power, that, 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 that means a Dovera But when you talk about Dovera Nitzchi, a means an object, an item, that does not have any type of deterioration. And that's how it is, 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 how it is. in the heavenly soldiers, the heavenly army. The celestial bodies. While they exist, you don't see any type of weakening. Like it says, you these are the Oh. These are the These This is the story, so to speak. Tailless means the offspring, but here means the tailless. Interesting, the word tell this is used as if they have like... Sure, really the word can't tell is. Yeah, the, the chronology, the, oh. the, the, the narrative, yeah. Hashemayim v'adz from when they were created, it so says in Yerushal chazokim Kiyemi They're as strong as the day they were created. The Rebbe has a whole letter about this in Helik uh, Yud, because some argue, of course, especially science today, that the sun, right. yes, maybe millions of years... But it's a furnace. It has fuel in it. It doesn't have endless fuel. But it's pretty amazing. Even I asked the scientists, I said, I mean, do you know any type of anything that has fuel like that? I mean, a car runs out of fuel, a plane runs out of fuel. The ability to have such, so he says, there must be something in it that creates fuel as well. It's not just, it's, not, it's just not as big a gas tank. Fusion.
1: No, why do you even have to go down that path? You could just say, you could just say that, it, that it's the same intensity, the sun is shining today with the same intensity as
0: some say not some say you can't maybe it's not discernible but they say it's weakening
1: anyway, I'm, I'm,
0: just, I'm just i'm just pointing it out the point is however no
1: it's already, it's, it's well, very very
0: minute they, 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 uh, look, look. i'm not getting to debate about this i'm trying to say is I'm, what i'm trying to say here is that the
1: moon, Hashem, uh, it No,
0: no, but no, no. Diminished does not mean, but it, but what, what it has, it's every month the same intensity.
1: The moon, the moon started off
0: like big. Like, I'm not talking about. It. I'm talking about once it's way it is. That's a, a fine. Who cares how it started? That's not. A, but it, in its in, in its glow, it's, it's it's a flow The bottom line is that we're the, 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 the learning here that the strength is just as it was when it was created. and all this is only because of the, the will of God. Because this is not Eirein Sof. Remember, these are creatures. At the end of the day, the sun and the moon is no different than a tree or a human being. It doesn't have fundamental Nitzchis in it. It's a creature. But God wanted The Harim Etzar Atzman Harihim Hevoim On their own, they're creatures like everything else is a creature. So why shouldn't they be subject to the laws of deterioration of all mortal entities? Umach Shem Havoyim <laughs> being that they are something that was brought into being, they were created, they should be nifsodim. They should be on their own, they should be, a deterior- they should be deteriorating. <laughs> However, there's an outside will, a desire of God, that this thing should go forever. The same question can be asked about our preservation species. Why would we go forever? Nothing is forever. Because God blessed human beings by Yivra Adam, He blessed them with a power that they can perpetuate forever. In other words, the word forever to a creature that is mortal, like us, is seemingly is, is a contradiction. But there's a desire that infuses and gives the world a form of eternity in that sense. What
1: about all those creations that
0: are the world became extinct? Dinosaurs and other that, Fine, so that's the, that should become extinct. That's a, that doesn't, but, but we're talking about that which is there. It doesn't say that. Every, it doesn't. It doesn't say everything. Where it say everything? It says that the twamat, the But they, they, God could have decided at some point or something, or human beings could destroy a species, you know. But let's put it, the, the, the the question is not if something is destroyed; that's the natural. The question is how does something endure? That's more. That's the kiddush. For 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 this world, erosion and death is a natural process. The question is, how does something endure, not how something erodes? Why didn't all the species go? That would be the, the bigger pillar, according to what he's saying here. It basically, bottom line is that there's a and something is giving, desiring that existence should have an element of eternity to it. What eternity here means, you could also even say, that's why scientists can say that the world is is a forever world. That's what they say. They say that it had no beginning. Meaning, what do you mean, no beginning? It was a big bang, but before that was gas, and before that was more gas. There's no such thing as from something from nothing. There was no nothing. There was energy somewhere. The reason they could say that is because God infused this world with that type of impairment. When you look at it, you don't start saying, "Oh, you know what? I see that it's six thousand years." If I, you know, when you look at this table, you know there's a beginning and an end. I see it? We don't come to the conclusion naturally when you look at the sun. The sun had a beginning. You know? I mean, they come. The beginning is, of course, the sun did have a beginning, even from a scientific point of view, but before that was energy. The point that I'm making here is that the world has in it an element that on its own, something that's should does die. Out. The tzvah don't. Now we go, one second. Now he's asking a question. Now it says in the Gemara that the world shall be, God said the world shall be for 6,000 years, and 1,000 v'chad haruf, and one of, it literally means decimation, destruction. So this explains that it means that the world won't be destroyed, it will be that the yesh will go through and transformation will go to another level, like Shabbos. The koyah This razal, this statement, goes on the general worlds and this cosmic order. Like we say in the Haftarah, we say it in the uh, Like the new heavens and the new earth that I will create, meaning, like it says elsewhere. So we see that existence has a beginning and an end. That's because that is the way the God wants it. That it should, should do that after six thousand. It should it should cease to be. So therefore And as long as the desire in them is that they should be sustained and they should they should prevail, persevere, prevail. They should endure without any deterioration they then in that time that they do so they, they They are preserved they sustain, they exist as if they are a Nitzchizdika thing a thing forever let me explain what this means because you can could, you could ask a question right, exactly that's the point because you ask a question since at the end of 6,000 years we know it's going to get anyway, so then just why is it different than a Dover Nifset? Then it's like anything. Yeah. The answer is because while it's there, God infused it with something. He didn't make it like in six thousand years. You see, a you know the flame getting weaker and weaker. That's the point that he's making.
1: It, it, it seems like you're defining this state much weaker than you define field.
0: Of course, it's weaker. That's not God even a as question.
1: A concept.
0: Absolutely, of okay. course.
1: So it's not like apples. It's like apples and oranges.
0: I don't know what you mean by apples and oranges. He's I talking mean, about different levels here. There's only one entity that doesn't have a beginning. That's God. Nothing else has no beginning. That's clear. That's not what that he's The point he was making here. This is all a case to explain how air is not shell ain't safe, but air itself is ain't self. Because if you're saying from, it would be ain't chila. God's real description is ain't chila. Why? Like he said, the rameh, the pelacharimim. They could be kol kadman is nitzchi, but like kol nitzchi is kadman. So you have. He's giving examples of that. Now. Chsiddah speaks in some of other places why did God infuse a world that by nature is a dying world with that type of Ainsof to give us a taste of what Ainsof looks like. But here's the bottom line what he's saying here. Is that there is a, a form of eternity that is not natural to a mortal or physical entity. The second way of Ainsof. the first way of Ainsof, he said was it's natural because just the flow of the source. The source is Ainsof, so Eid Eintsof is also Ainsof. Here he's saying it's not a Gilliaman Adson. It's absolutely a creature. And yet they have an eternal element to it, whether it's species or individual. Now he's talking about the individual, and it's as strong as it was the day one, even though that's not natural to the thing, because the thing itself has been infused with eternal eternal power. And the fact that it after six thousand years, because that's what God wants. He wants it to be eternal during those six thousand years, and afterwards he stops. Which also tells you that we all know it's not really eternal because we're all saying even what even if it's lasted it's also even if it lasted forever it was real off. it's also God's willing the will he but he wants it to be six thousand years that's the point here so it's not that the six thousand like in the case where Dover Nif said when something is deteriorating like a child the fact that you see aging aging begins from day one that's a whole different thing here even if we went on forever and ever. The, the, it's still coming from a higher power that's not the object itself. The sun itself, the moon itself doesn't have eternal power. Someone had to put it there in that way. Bottom line is we have a second example of Ein Sof, but Eish Tchila. Well, only
1: 232 years away from
0: that. Yeah, but you know, Mashiach, the world is, the world is going to be yeah, a beautiful yeah. world. It's a different. It's just a different reality. Don't worry about it. You're not... I'm not worried about that at all. Um I wanted to say one more thing that I want to say. Shabbat is 18
1: minutes before it, and it's Shbi'ah. And you taste the food before it's a few years away. Yeah, you taste the food before. We started Melchidel
0: this year. This year's Melchidel. There's two shittas how you, type, how you interpret the day: yes. in 12 hours, 24 hours. yeah. The Rebbe has in the Sikh about it. And Tav Shinnun, all the calculations he made. <laughs> Tav exactly. Shinnun was Exactly, yeah. According to some, others it was like three quarters. Like a uh, or something. No, it depends whether you, you count, uh, in a thousand years is 24 hours or 12 hours. Day, day, and day and night.
1: That's I said Oh, that? I said a thousand years and two thousand years, 24 hours. That's the same question.
0: I don't know what you mean by Two thousand. If a thousand years is twelve hours, two thousand years... No, it's not, it's not counting. You don't count. every year. Every, every day is only the day. You don't count it to other hours. Okay. Um, six days. So, there's a similar concept in halacha, halacha, that was, you know, the... He said, which means that when they rested in the 42 journeys in, uh, in, uh, in, the, in the wilderness, so even if it was just for a day, you know, some places they rested for 18 years, 19 years, but some places it was just short. So even when they rested, they as if they were going to be there forever and then they, when they moved, that was also, so, so the, the Gemara brings, because it was a pi because God said, here's where you stop, here's where you go, so a stop has in it a kvir, it's like, so yeah, Nitzchis, even though, they know that they're on their way somewhere, the Rebbe, the Rebbe brought this, the Rebbe brings it, to the concept of, Mashiach, Then on one hand, we said, any second Mashiach is going to come, and then we say, build moizdus, why are we renting, why are you creating permanence, permanent, Permanent uh, so because while we're there you have to do it as if you're there completely. And a second later, and I it's a contradiction so I buy Iden in noise it's a contradiction. But they didn't but that
1: know was how it was yeah. gonna be
0: Exactly. Out. But the point is it's like a piny. When you're there, you're there completely. Even though you could say one second, when we're, we're about to move, so well, let me not wash the dishes, I'm gonna make them dirty anyway, so you know that type of male attitude. Okay. So let's continue now. Is this called yeah, rain? So,
1: yeah. It's supposed to be big, big score.
0: It's supposed to be massive later enough to know like hail size of hail size of double Remember a few years ago there was like well, if like, like, and you looked outside and like I just like, I couldn't believe it. Just for seconds because it melted so quickly. But, but it was like, I, 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 I never saw anything like that. Like, real. Uh, you guys
1: are the keys and they even, even well. even, even mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the last, the last uh, couple of weeks,
0: there a couple of rainbows in the past. You mean that God is trying to. A well, flood is supposed to come and. Uh, Something going was very unusual. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because. Uh, Okay. Okay. So from all this we see we just described two ways of but No end but it has a beginning. The I'm sorry, not the So it's possible. There's no end, but it has a beginning. So it's possible, Tell he's going to have to come back uh, I'm, uh, Because I'm here
1: yeah.
0: Tell him I can't stop now Because I'm middle Tell him I'm middle of this so we see from this that it's possible there it should be no end even though it has a beginning on the other hand something that has no beginning naturally also has no end so now he goes back to his argument The im and that's the case if the intention was that's ayir of that ein is referring to atzmos, should have then said it has no beginning. So that's proof number one that ein When you say ein you don't mean Air shell ein You don't say energy of the ein You say energy that is ein That is infinite.
1: That is, that is created by
0: ends of... he doesn't say that we're, we're going to learn this is a whole man we, we, you have to have patience he's going to discuss it he's, it's, it's step by step if the mimer ended here and he's not discussing we'd have to speculate I'm not the one to guess he's going to say all this specifically you asked before about something that dies he's, he's just, that's what he's coming to discuss so we see from this that it can have no end but have a beginning but everything that has a, a beginning must have an end Inevitably. So, therefore, if the intention was Atmos, he should have said another reason he's going to explain that he can't say it's shel Ainsaf, that it's energy of the infinite. And additionally, takalim kine einsof. An Atzmos, on the essence, you cannot describe the essence with a kinui, with a name, with a description, with an ident- identification, that it's Ainsaf. Because when you say something is ain't soft, you're, trying to, you're saying, what are you saying? You're saying that it has no end in its extension, in its expansion. Atzmus, essence, doesn't extend altogether. Ain't soft, the meaning means that something is extending and it extends. Ain't soft without an end, like infinity. It doesn't go only to here, it goes all the way. Atmus is not an extender. Atzmus is not extension. Atzmus is an atzmi. An atzmi is just what it is. It's not defined by extension, by spreading out, by so on. It's not in the form of extension. There's a rule that an atzmi does not extend itself. Let's define what atzmi. Atzmi means something that is just real because it's real. Something like he said before, Its existence comes from within itself. Why would you, ain't soft is a suggestion, is saying something has a description. That extent ain't soft, endless. You could almost say it's also relative. Why do we call something ain't soft? Because we have a sof, we have an end. So we say, you know, there are things that have no end. To call that a God, on the essence of God, is a limitation. Somewhat confining him, even the ain't soft part. So, this, no, then, so now he continue. It goes back to what he began. Only the intention of the word Eid Sof is referring to the air, the energy, the light. That's what Sof means. Air energy, has a beginning. What's the beginning? The Atzmi is its beginning, the essence and the source of it. But it has no end. The Being that it's a revelation of the essence. And the essence is so similar to the essence in that sense that it continues on. So he's not saying here that atzmus does not have an end. He's just saying you can't call atzmus endless. Obviously, atzmus goes on and on and on. But it's not a definition. Like if you were to say, uh, um, if I were to describe you and say, you know what, since you're a carpenter, you are a carpenter. That's your identity. That's an insult. You are car- carpenter is part of what you do, maybe one of your skills, but it's not your identity. The fact that you do it because you're able to do that, you're able to do a lot of things. To say Eirein Sof and say Eishel Ain Sof, we're defining God as Ain Sof. Yeah, of course God has Ain Sof possibility. Yeah, but to define Him as such, anatomy is not defined by His extension about how Ain Sofi is. If you say on a sun or a moon that they have Nitzchis. That's a, a virtue. Because they are fundamentally defined. Their structures, their existences, they have a beginning, they were put here. And you're saying quality. actually it's a virtue. It's actually, it's actually a compliment, ain't sof. If you say ain't sof and it's actually an insult. Because you're confining him. That he has ain't sof, yes. Now, is he's saying, but you could say an Eir, Eir Einsof. ain't sof. There, absolutely, because Eir is not atzimus. Air is not the atzimus, it has a beginning. You're saying Eid ain Sof, Eid Sof, because it's reflecting its source. So it has a virtue that comes from the source. Again, the source is not defined by this virtue. Eid can be defined by it and it's considered to be a, a complement. That would be a good description. So essentially he's proving that the word Eid ain't Sof means of, the Eid itself is ain Sof and that's its virtue. Not, insof. And not the Eid Sof, because well, two reasons it can be Eid Sof. Because number one, Atzim is a better description would be ain tchila. And number two, Einsof is not a quality that, that contribute to him. And, and call, give him that type of title. In truth, even eint Tchila is not the title. But if you're already giving a title, eint Khila is a better title than Eint-Soph. eint Tchila eint would also not be a title for the same reason. He didn't say that here, but just to, to point that out. Now, why is this so important to emphasize? That's another story. Why is this so important to emphasize? I would say... He's probably going to explain it, but I think the point is because he wants to show in the interface between existence and the divine, he's establishing a new level now. It's called Eir. To connect with Atmos itself for existence that like ours, which is fundamentally Hefseidim, fundamentally uh, deteriorating. Or even if it has Nitzchis, uh, if, if it's because of something else, not because of itself, the question is how could something that is by definition mortal connect to something immortal? And even beyond immortal. Because we can't even call God immortal. Because immortal would be like Ain Sof. So Eir is going to be the step where you have God's expression like Rotson. So you have something of God. I'm not saying it's atmos yet. Atmos is another story. But you at least have something that is uh, its personality captures God's infinite possibilities.
1: Yeah, the, when I say the Eir, it means God's hmm?
0: The interface. No, that's interface. The interface with Atmos, if you remember, he already said the, the, the Yesh has elements in the taste of from its of chusimat of chusimat <laughs> to the end of chapter like 49 mess, you know, the way we're about. chapter 49 okay well
1: you it's very abstract you will gods love gods will gods uh,
0: no, no 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 hold 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 on hold on a second um
1: to the through his life through the through the yeah Something that emerges
0: from him, which is one of the. Uh, no, 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 no. The spheres are clearly a level that God already is envisioning the structure. Eida itself is a level that just reveals the divine in its full glory. That's the whole point he's making here. Later he's going to discuss more details about it.
1: So we can't
0: connect to that. That's we can that the whole. We, we will connect to that. That's what and he's after, we go the... after. And there's through, like he said, through uh, mitzvahs. Example. I mean, there are ways to connect to it. And it's part of the process. Look, it's all a big picture here. Um, the point, I'm I just, I just giving a little taste of why we really need to, why is, he, why is it so important to establish this? Because you want to have something that has divine personality, but is not essence yet. Just like atzillus. What's atzillus? He said atzillus, without atzillus we wouldn't know God, we wouldn't feel God. Because atzillus is a structure that's divine here just going a step earlier it's not structure yet but now we have divine presence I'll put it to you this way without Eir you have built-in Mitzis Nimsa an, ident- an entity of Atmos that's built-in Mispasha. you can't even talk about identification with it now we're going to talk about how you connect to that but we're talking of obviously first of the lower levels here that we're discussing here so that's Eir And also the energy, the light, is in the form of extension, of expression, extension. I don't. What the vagam is a, is not as a follow. A, let me read it. Let's see. Vagam I think it's not. Vagam This pashtu say. He's saying an additional. So first of all, he said two things. Remember, he said that you can't call Atmus ain because it's ain You can't call man sof because you can't describe him as such. But you could say it on er because er does have a beginning. So now we have an entity, and this entity is being described as having no end. So it's as opposed to Atmus, which would be ain now he's saying the second aspect. You can't call Atzmus Ain because Atzmus does not miss Pasht. But Ayer is. Atzmus doesn't extend. Gamma Ayer his Pashtus. Ayer does extend. Ayer is not an Atzmi. It does extend. It does express itself. And the Shaykh Lehman, I love dev, and, and, and So, so you're pa- pa- capable of saying on it extending forever. He said before, you can't say This Lispustit say an Atzmus, but you could say it now an Ayer. So basically, Ayer solves the problem. If you would say it's Eid shall ain't soft, you have two problems. If you say Eid ain't soft, the it itself is ain't both problems are resolved. It's already established now, that Eid itself is ain't soft. Now it's vital, because if a was not ain't we essentially would not have an expression level in, in, in existence, anything that carries ain't to us. You, know you want to put it even better? The Rats and Atzmas, the divine desire to make that there should be, that this existence should have elements that are enduring, is because Eid is Ain If Eid was not Ain it would be a complete miracle how God can put into a material world a type of enduring sustaining element.
1: I'm bothered by these words my
0: That's the question. He kept saying it before. Look look from the beginning.
1: Well, if, look
0: at if, look at the first way. Yeah, two words, two words, okay. I know though, that, 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 why don't you look at the first of the two Panim? Why is something? Yes, there says two ways that something could be Ain Yeah. One Look at the bottom of page. Uh, okay. So, read, read, read.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, look, it's actually the same word. Shahu.
1: <laughs>
0: exactly the same words he's using here. That's what he means. Because he wants to say, Er is like the first one. Yeah, anyway. Now he starts another subplot within a subplot. Now we've established Eir is ein To understand it is, because now the question that's on the table is, how does Eir assume such a property? Since it has no beginning, how does it become ein So of course we're going to have to just understand that Eir has bittel, and and, and it's all, all it is is a reflection of its source. So he says to understand this, we have to preface a Ha'afr's ben airl L'Shafah. The difference between Eir and Shefa. Air er means light or energy. Shefa means a transmission. So the two ways that we use the word, sh- you could say Hashpa is from the word Shefa. Right. Air er is also a transmission. So what's the distinction between these two transmissions? And how he's going to say the language part. The mukabalim, the Kabbalists, Primarily use the word Uyr, light. And the Chokrim, the, the philosophers, primarily use the word Shafa. The Tzamak has a maimer, actually right here, Eirater in Yonim, where he brings from Eitz Chaim, he brings, he asks question that, what do you mean, why could you say this? Because this is a language from the Alta Rebbe. But you see places in Eitz Chaim and Kabbalah that Shafa is used. It's a whole uh, discussion in Eirater about this, which should be noted in this section here. But but the statement is that Kabbalah generally uses air er and shefa. So the question is why? Why? What's the difference? <inaudible> the difference between them is the Remember, very similar to the words he used before about kaychah's faculties. That's a mitziyaz dover. Shefa shows, reflects, that the transmission has some type of muhus dover. There's something that's being transmitted. Some type of substance. That's being transmitted from the transmitter to the recipient. We say the transmission of charity. The giving of charity from a wealthy person to a pauper. There's something that's being transmitted. That's being, being transmitted and extended. Money or whatever. The kamay or kamay yamshachas hamayim memakim lamakim, or the extension of the drawing of the transmission of water from one place to another. Shenem al zeloshin shefa kamay shefa meyamim. Yeah, shefa yamim. Where we say on this, the expression shefa shefa yamim means the flow of oceans, of seas. Yeah. She uses shif shefas shifas mayim, another expression. Twice. These are two different expressions. Because there's something of substance. It's not just the effects of the water. The water itself is actually flowing from here to there. Because it's of substance, that's why this type of transmission affects a change and actually a weakening, a diminishing of, rather. Of the mashpiya of the transmitter. Like water that flows. If it flows elsewhere, it means there's less of it in its original place. It's diminished.
1: It must be a it's not, it's not
0: He's not finished. finished. We're going to discuss the this.
1: Physical aspect of just mentioned that as an, uh, as an example. Sorry.
0: Well, he, he said as an example. Let's, let's read, let's read, and we'll get to that. Really? Yeah. The same things with the faculties of the soul. Like when you throw, the power of throwing, when you throw a stone above. You throw a stone up. The power that you had in your arm has now been separated from you because it's now within the stone. It's carrying the stone. You don't need to have your hand touching the stone the whole time. Something has been imparted that has substance, not substance in a physical sense, but power, and it will run out, of course. So something was separated from that power of the arm, manifests in the stone, and carries it above. The because throwing is after leaves after the stone leaves his hand. So what separated and divided itself so from the essence of the power in the arm on the stone that now surrounds it. V'snem This power has now so-called surrounded. He says in Yiddish, tamarum like completely. This stone is now, a for that moment, a flying stone, meaning the power of your arm has now changed the nature of the stone for the while that is going to be flying. Surrounds it from Ol tzad. And through that, it carries it above. And when that power subsides and uh, and what's the word? It ends. that ends. Subsides and burns out. Basically, extinguishes. Here, obviously, it's not extinguishing, but it means they're no longer there. Then the the power weakens. It's used up. It's used up. Exactly. Haru The stone will then fall below this power is in a form of Islam, because it's actually affecting the stone both from the perspective of the thrower and from the perspective of the object that's being thrown the thrower has to manifest himself he has to he has to invest himself you can't just it's not just he wills it you know he needs effort he needs effort he needs to invest himself to throw the stone matma because it's not going to be thrown by its own and also another element we you see investment because while he's throwing it he can't do something else that's what he's doing at that moment we're not talking about chewing gum he means obviously with that hand in that moment the power and that's, that's from the perspective of the thrower. And also in the perspective of the object of being thrown. And also the effect on the object that is being thrown. It's also Eslap's boy. That manifests within it. Because it actually causes the stone to fly. It's not just some type of uh, a, a, a esoteric event here. It affects a Something new in the stone. And that is that the stone should... Travel upwards Against its nature Antithetical to its nature The nature of the stone is to fall below In order to cause this Innovation, this new element It doesn't happen automatically It only happens because There's something they're connecting In other words, the power has to speak to the stone Try to throw, for example uh, Fire well, not fired. Try to throw air. You can't throw air. So here you have, basically, from the perspective of the thrower and the perspective of the thing being thrown, a type of is Something, something of substance is taking place here, and he proved, and he proved that you know you're, that you're invested in it. You have to throw it. You can't do something else. And here, causing the stone to actually go against its nature for this while. Just to answer the question you asked, the question about. Hashpah, you give the example Mayim, that when something of substance is going, so there's less, it's diminished in its source. The fact that we have example, Madlik Ner Mener, that you can light one flame from another, and the other and the original flame does not get diminished. Or that you can give, you can teach ideas to someone, and the teacher does not get diminished. That's an exception. And maybe that's an element of air, er actually. But that doesn't take away that we do have examples of shefa. The example he gave of shefa of the teacher he wanted to show that there's something of substance. In that example, the idea that it's diminished doesn't apply, but it's still a substance so
1: thing. Would you use it
0: as an example, huh? because it's an example of a, a transmitted of an idea. Because no, Aya no. er is it's, it's example, he's no, giving, he's giving many different examples Maybe of. The
1: gets tired. He's not
0: completely I don't know he didn't say that here, but. The point is that it is an example of... He wants to give different examples of transmission of something of substance. That's basically what he wants to do. Um, the, but the thing that that does apply that there is a slapsh. When a teacher teaches, he has to apply himself. So, you know, even more than throwing a stone, actually. You have to apply yourself. Um, it's just that wisdom's nature is such that wisdom doesn't get diminished because wisdom is not a physical thing. You know, it's not like you have... Five inches of wisdom, you give away four, you only have one left. You know, that type of thing. Wisdom is by nature a... You see
1: that with the candle
0: for I said madlik neminer, but that's the medrash marshal. But
1: that is physical and not physical.
0: That's another, yeah, but that, that doesn't contradict. So he's just, I mean, it's just different examples.
1: Be war, right? like-
0: Probably, yeah. And I think he may discuss that, I don't know here, but elsewhere. And also, you could argue, like you said, tired, but there's also another element. While the teacher is teaching... There's a, there's a change in him. In Eir there will be no change. There's a change when he's teaching. It changes his mind. And he also receives back from the students so it affects him as that way. In other words, there's a Shefa element going on here. The diminishing part is the only thing that's lacking in that particular example. Okay. So all this is now... So all this was discuss in Eir and Shefa. So he began with Shefa. The bottom line Shefah is Shefa shows a transmission of something. He went through all of this, and it's a transmission. He established that it's a transmission of substance. It's a transmission that weakens, diminishes what comes from the source, because it's substance. Then he, what he has now is that it's also an investment. The krechus. That you are investing, you're giving something of your energy into this object, and the object is being affected by that energy. So there's a substance there also going on. As we'll speak about air, for example, if you think about the sunlight, sun's a shines. Sun is not investing in causing a stone to fly, for example. Even if it warms the earth, it's an inad- that it's, it's, it's a byproduct, not because the light is that. He'll, he'll discuss this. I'm just giving contrast here. She so says, "A have He doesn't bring that. I know. I didn't want to refer because gravity. <coughs> Well, gravity is a whole subject matter that of its own to be discussed. Yeah. The Altar Rebbe brings the famous Tavkuf Kuf Samach It's cited in Hayyam Why people don't fall off on Earth on the other side of the world. So he says, the scientists say it's because they come from the Earth. You say them off. Basically, alluding to gravity. And he says, because the world is like Igulim. The Igulim, so there's no Milo Um... I've, you know, I've thought about this a lot. I don't know if it's a contradiction that we don't believe in gravity. You could say we have gravity, but there's still, there's still that question is why is there gravity? Why do some bodies exert gravity and others don't? Like you know, on the moon there's less gravity. So there's all kinds of scientific theories for that. And there's places of zero gravity. Not every body create, uh, creates gravity. You know, there are the elements. Lower,
1: lower so, lower.
0: so you could argue that gravity is a result of the Gulim. So Al is going deeper. He's explaining because there's a Gulim, so there's a thing that equalizes, and that's why we. It all depends on. It's not, it's not really a discussion right now. Here he just Bottom line a stone fell before Newton discovered gravity, also. Whatever the reason was. So this marshal would have worked. Even without the word gravity. Gravity just explains why something falls, but something falls that's for sure. Point is stones don't fly. And, and that's that's the thing. So now now the nimpshals, you're gonna go like this. So of Now and, and, the, the, because the because the similar to this is above the difference between ill of which means cause and effect and Yesh Mayan and creating something new. To be Yesh Shemis Ha'Ila Al In cause and effect is a one of the ways in cause and effect is that when the cause extends itself Naturally, the effect just results from that. inevitably, or naturally, or without effort. Like when we say about this is from a zayar tikkun I think. That That when that wisdom extends, and from it comes out bino. Like, almost like a natural flow. You could say above that this is how it is by Mechon and Midis, intellect and emotions. Even in their external dimension. And a person below, in the level of the previous. He's alluding to something here. Before we spoke about mechin midas Midis, I think he's alluding what he said earlier to. Yeah, I got it. I think he's alluding to what he said earlier. I have to look it up. But, for example, by us, when you when you contemplate something, it doesn't naturally just result in an emotion. In the premise, it could. Remember, he spoke about the person who's atzmi, atzmi. So then, the Midas are just unnatural, because he's on a completely different level. So below, it's only a Pnimizdike Moichen that really brings it to Midas. Above, even on a Chatsenius level, like in not there's no Bechira there, there's no Yetzirah that's stopping it. So the flow of Moichen naturally goes to Midas. That's the yeshlema. It's an interesting thought, you understand? So the idea that what we have, that Moichen doesn't always come into Midas, in Atzilas, that doesn't exist. It still, it works the way it's supposed to work. So, Moichin mm-hmm. naturally follows, even the And Anyway, just an example of something flowing. Like when intelligence and midas and emotions, we spoke earlier, when they become more internal and they become more mature. When a child, the midas obviously are just wild untamed emotions. But as one matures and grows, the middays, the emotions become more commensurate to the intelligence. Wow. So when you're in that state of affairs, when there's that type of maturity, so as the, as when you intelligently conceive of something, from that naturally, automatically will flow out certain feelings. The yeah, uh, what's the all Let me remember. I don't remember the exact language, but it says basically there is that a person, something he's not in control of himself, except if he's a chakhumavida. In other words, he's establishing here that when you have that type of maturity,
1: the age of Maybe, yeah. Uh, Yeah,
0: maybe so, that's um, it. Uh, so, so another
1: He's Also talking about um, selling the property from uh,
0: inheritance. Yerush ben Nitzayov, ben Asim Shana? Yeah. Oh, that. So that he referred to earlier. He referred to that, earlier. He referred to that a of earlier. Yeah. So then, basically, okay. Bottom line, he's trying to say is here. He's giving an example of of olol, where that you have the, the form where the Illa, the the cause. You see, many situations you have a cause and it doesn't bring an effect, or you need a lot of work. But he's saying here in a mature situation, a cause, a person who's a serious person, he thinks about something, is going to bring to some type of emotional growth, right? But when you create something, that's not that's not automatic. Remember, he said in, this is one eifin. Not all not all cause and effects are this way because there's a cause and effect where you need effort. Okay, but yesh for sure it's not for sure not an automatic. How would you translate the Automatic? Natural, automatic? yeah. You need the slapshosa, the manifestation of the ayin to create the yesh. He's using an example like this, the throwing of the stone. The reason being because ayin and yesh are opposites. It's not going to become a yesh if there's no one pushing it to become that. You need an effort. As you know, the difference between nivru, labora, is an act of creation. Nivru means it was created. The nivru means it happened automatically. Something came into creation. The You can't call that a, a, a yes yet. You can't yet call that a, a true matter. Shazoh is avaya. That's the Savas, the creation that comes from avaya. So avaya has the power nivru. From God comes emerges will, will be created things, but you don't have a yesh yet. You just have God has the power to create. will a not nivru. When it comes to actually creating the substance of yesh, it says God created heaven and earth. Because it says manifesting the kay the power of the of the of the creator baniful in the thing that is created rakshabi shlabsh zeni begins shlabsh is pnimi mamish. He's qualifying only that this manifestation is not literally internal the inian i use shlabsh shubbu gili mamesh because true manifestation as we spoke before with the faculties is when it comes very revealed fehim ay befein because zabi shavish shmaish kay khaper be gili if by creating something, the the power of the creator would have been mamish revealed in the creation, then the creation would have been commensurate to the creator. And yesh is such that the yesh does not sense its creator. It's like there's a there's a quantum leap between the two. So he's just qualifying that the slaps here, you know, is not like for example, you throw a stone. The slaps is you and the stone. There's a, there's a connection. You see the connection. Yeshmayan is a type of big jump, but it still requires an effort. It's just different forms of. He's describing different relationships type of things. So we have here several things. We started with shafa. It's a transmission of something of substance requires investment. He's now going and saying this investment is also Lamaila, That's yeshmayan as opposed to ilaval. Ilaval. You have the cause, automatically extends into the result. You don't need extra effort. Yes mine extends extra effort, but now he's qualifying, It needs extra effort, but it's, it's not Islopshus quite like something that's uh, proportionate to each other. It's a slapshah that requires effort, but it's not mamish because they remain two different worlds. The
1: result is a consequence of the cause. I
0: mean, that's the yeah, okay, consequence, but inevitable consequence, or natural consequence. Because every effect is a consequence. Yeah, good. So we have different relationships going on here. That's really all that he's saying here. It's all to explain what Shafa is. Nevertheless, there is Islapshah. There has to be, that the poil. in other words, just like the hand throws the stone, existence has an energy within it that's making it be. The question is whether that energy is so-called, uh, is there a close relationship? It's not Kiruv, it's ainarech. but there is a relationship. Think of it this way. If you had the power, we're not that. But God has the power. Imagine God is able to throw a stone from a distance where nobody can see, but the stone is flying. So you know there's a force, but you don't know where it came from. So Yesh Mayan is like that. You see existence, so know somebody put it here. Like you see what he said before about Nitzchis. You see the sun is burning, it's like, like the day it was created. But you don't see, like you don't see a hand throwing a stone. Even if you don't see the hand, you'd know, like you know the sun... If there was a some type of source that's giving it fuel somewhere but it's not Kiv, it's, a Kiv, it's a form of yes not saying that. so Yesh mine is, a, is, the, is the, the same impact that hand has on stone is the impact that iron has on yesh. but the way they relate is that the iron is Where with the stone it's, it's a, it's a Kiruv going on okay 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 fine. so still it's still slobsious. This is one of the wonders in the union of creation ex nihilo from nothing. This is one of the, the wonders. That the ayin al is definitely giving power because existence doesn't have any power to be on its own and it manifests in the yesh and causes as like the stone. Stone on its own is inanimate. So you have to say that the hand is, cause, is going into it and causing it to, for this moment to fly. Existence on a zone would not be. So you have to say if it exists, something is in it and, and causing, that it should be of substance. This is even before Kiyom just the fact that it exists. Or nevertheless, that's the wonder. At the same time, imagine a stone flying and no one knows how it's flying. Nevertheless, it's concealed and hidden from it. That the yesh, which is so benefiting, its all existence is coming from the source, has no, is clueless, doesn't feel,
1: doesn't
0: sense. it wouldn't be able to be a Correct. Yeah, 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 yeah. should feel the way it came into being. So it's like. It's like something it's like you you it's like it's almost like a parent that the child doesn't know that you orchestrated something they think that they're on their own but the truth is you did so that's a Pella because it's like the effect is there but you don't but the person who is benefiting has no clue cannot sense how i came into be like that classic you know that uh, two people when a guy's walking in the, I the <laughs> you know with with the person's walking on the beach you have these two sets of footsteps and that's only one step, step, whenever we suffered with difficulty, there's only one step of footsteps. So lady he asked God, why, 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 why? You, you know, God walked side by side with him all the time. When it came to suffering, pain, why did you leave me? He said, I didn't leave you, I carried you. Mm-hmm. Because the only footsteps are God's footsteps, and he's carrying you. So we don't know that. You know, when God carries, you don't know that he's carrying you, I'll come finish shut him. Yeah. The going back and out there. Right. Right, why is actually the common pedik? Reish It means look, look what is discussed later, chapter two fifty six and chapter three ninety six. Well, come can be in Azrika shakayeh What time do we have? Okay, the same thing is in the, th- in the power of throwing. In throwing shakayeh hatenua b'shabiyat, in the power of movement of the arm, who be slapsches by heaven. All this is to explain that is slapsches is manifest in the stone it, cause, it, it causes it to, to affect it, but it's concealed. Oh, he is comparing it. And all this is because something of the power of the arm manifests in it. Was was uh, transmitted into it. That's why there's a manifestation, a slapshous, from the perspective of the thrower, because... Which means the hainu was He is involved in it. Involved is a good word here, and he can't do something else at that time. And because this type of act is one to cause something, he wants to cause something. He wants to cause it to fly the stone. He wants it to throw it. Therefore, Therefore, the action in the object of in the object of what is being done here. In the effect higamkin is also in a form of manifestation of slobsious involvement throwing is generally the lowest factor the lowest power within the power of movement because for example when you draw and use your fingers to draw something it's far more superior than throwing a stone and when you're throwing, you're doing something completely separate of you. You know, if you're using your intelligence to write a book or to draw, it's. So you completely. She's a There's no connection to him. And shakhus it comes with something that somehow has no connection to him. Why? She has no connection. He's throwing a stone. What does it have to do with you, the stone? Al-Kaini. Slapsu is between his hell and the Gamri. So there's He's, he he I correct myself. Before I was trying to distinguish that the throwing of the stone, there is a Kiruv, because you sense it. But it's also but, but, but there is a concealment, because there's two separate entities, the person and the stone. It's the lowest faculty, and it's the thing is completely outside of you. That's why the manifestation is completely concealed. However, it will work in any type of skill, craft, like drawing and and, and other things similar, You can, it's more discernible. You can more recognise the 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 involvement. The in the work of um, drawing, art, the The revelation of the power of movement and its commitment and its involvement in the process is uh, is increasingly apparent. And also the action is more committed, is more manifest. Because there's a closer relationship between you and the art that you create than you and the stone you throw. Now a parenthesis. Like it's known. That a reshim, an impression remains from the creator to the thing that he creates. To the object of creation as is known about the Magid. he was able to recognize in a in a uh, container in a in a uh, vessel someone had someone had built a vessel a type of uh, an instrument in an instrument he was able to see the nature with that person was blind in one eye. He's able to see it in the object. One second. This is possible much more in the work, the crafting of, of, of let's say, uh, clay making, he's not saying clay, but making a an instrument, building of an instrument similarly, than throwing. When you see someone throw, a stone throwing, you can't know anything about the person who threw the stone. Anyone could have thrown it. And when you see the, when you see a, a container, you see art. The art has a wisdom in it that tells you about the, the person who created the there, art. There
1: are guys that can see a pitch thrown and, and, and know who threw it. I mean, that's, he, he just take it as a, as a primitive uh, throwing the stone.
0: With all due respect, you're giving an exception. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: So, so, so what you're saying is that this this is not in every case. That's all you're saying. But, but but 95%, if you saw a stone flying, you'd not know if a pitcher threw it, if a javelin thrower threw it, if, if God threw it, and so on. You know, you're talking about a particular. First of all, I would say a sport is not kaya hazurika. He's the throwing the loss is pure just throwing. You're talking about an art, an artistic way of throwing because there's an art in it. So it's not quite art. You're already talking not just you know. No, no, I'm, I'm just saying that doesn't contradiction. That, that's the point the more skill obviously the more you recognize the point again he's explaining relationships here all this is coming to explain earlier of course and this is still not even getting there all this is coming to explain now shefa. Shefa is manifestation there's some type of investment involved if you think about it this is very reminiscent of what he just spoke about Krechus as opposed to Ratzan Ratzan doesn't make any effort Ratzan just does what it does you know right here there's a, I mean you could see great sense the shefa is similar to Krechus Meaning as soon as something is more invested in something, it's less of the, it's far away from its source, so to speak. So now, he's just explained that this whole thing with the throwing of the stone, the similarity, yesh ma'ayin, as opposed to il, va'ol. il va'ol of all. Il of all where just extends, throwing a stone requires investment, and it's concealed from the stone. And now he's saying there are things, however, where you see much more the relationship between the creator and the thing that's being created. And he said with the maggid who was able to recognize this is possible more in in a skill in a craft of shaping let's say and an, building an instrument and similarly much more than when you throw something why because there's a there's a relationship there's a proportionate there's a ratio there's a a proportionate relationship between these two she which it has within it a, a more of a more revelation and more of a manifestation more of a connection the Odom yodav. another proof it says a person cares is concerned about his actions so that means there's a relationship between him and what he does so it's an example of that of, of that it's not just two distant things throwing a stone you could also it's yodav. not necessarily he threw a stone now unless he did it for a very profound reason, but here, when a person builds something, crafts something, you care, so you're invested in it. You're invested in it, there's more revelation. It's just qualifying the relationship between the poil and the puula in, in the shefa. And the difference is in the Gasus and the Grubkite, in the crassness and dakus and the subtlety. The Kashara gas when the object, the dovra the product of what you're creating is a crass thing ain his galas bezekokh there's not that much revelation in it ve slapsus who be helam and the manifestation in the act is more concealed obadova daken something that's more subtle more refined yes bezai yesus is galas there's more revelation Hapoyel. yes jesus is galus Hapoyel. there's more revelation of the creator the composer ve slapsus sibis galas and the manifestation is also more revealed in spiritual levels it means that that revelation is more revealed and more sensed by the object. So yesh ma'ayin doesn't sense because a yesh is a real crass thing. A, throw, a Throwing a stone doesn't sense. An artistic thing does. So you have an example of different types of yeshafa here. Kitzur. So if you explain they have an infinite divine light, the it's going on energy. the energy atmos has no beginning. The has no end. Something without end can also be have can also be has has can also have a beginning. Like we also find an existence in the things in the creations that the desire of the of the creator that they should endure, they should uh, be eternal. Like, like an eternal thing. Or another way, the first way that he spoke about. Like energy, light, that is just a reflection of the of the essence. And by Eir, it's also in its expression, extension. Therefore, you can't say an Etsam ain't saved because it doesn't extend. It's just there. And you explain the difference between light and transmission. Shafa means there's... Transmitting something of substance, and that's why it causes a shinui. It causes a change, both in the one in both in that's in, that word. I don't think he used it causes a change both in the in the one that the the, the, the creator and the, and the and the and the and the cause and the thing that and the, and the object. Like in throwing, where the thrower is, is committed, is involved in it. And also the effect, the object. The action is a new thing, which means that it's manifest in it. Illeval, cause and effect at times, it's just automatic. And creating something new is manifest, but it's concealed because it's creating something new. So, they both things. Because it's new, it's both concealed, but also manifest. He's adding that element. Okay. But, the same thing in throwing, it's in order to cause something. It has a purpose, to do something. Remember, he said before, like, is not to do something. It's not an object. There's no purpose, in, in a, and there's no function that it serves. Same thing in the work, in the skill of, let's say, art, for example, where the faculty manifests greatly. So obviously this is the middle of the subject. He's still going to continue Shepha. So the beginning of Maimah 14, we did chapter 53, pages 94 through 96.